You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, as we head into this Memorial Day, Americans are stopping to reflect, remember, honor all those that fell in battle defending our great country, providing for us the very freedom that we live in, and giving us the opportunity to live and to move forward and to go into the future and to do all the things that they were not able to do as they gave their last full measure. What an act of love for their country, their family, and freedom. And we honor them this Memorial Day. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week. When we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week, if that's even humanly possible, and as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Oh, thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program, folks. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. It's a special edition today, of course, as we're heading into the Memorial Day weekend. Monday, of course, the official observance of Memorial Day. And we're going to talk about some of the history of Memorial Day. Also, we have a very moving story about a soldier, a U.S. Navy lieutenant, who fell in battle in Afghanistan. We talked about it a little bit last um, last night, my time last night, early uh, Saturday morning, of course, uh, East Coast time, on the Captain's America Third Watch uh, radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce, of course. And the captain and I talked about Memorial Day. We talked about honoring those that fell, and I was able to relate this story about uh, this particular Congressional Medal of Honor winner um, and just incredible. Uh, Incredible story of heroism, and uh, so you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Um, you know, because that's what Memorial Day is all about. We are remembering those that fell. We are remembering those that gave their last full measure, and they did so bravely, willingly. And it's something that it's just so difficult to wrap our heads around this kind of courage, this kind of bravery, this kind of love uh, for their country. Even uh, in the Bible, Jesus talks about greater love hath no man than that he lay down his life for his friends. And uh, folks, we have seen so many examples of this, of brave soldiers, men and women who have uh, who have uh, given their lives for our country. So we will be talking about the economy. We'll be talking about the latest on the Texas uh, school shooting. Um, we'll also be getting some of the reaction uh, to this trial going on uh, for Michael Sussman. He was the lawyer, of course, involved with the uh, Hillary Clinton campaign um, uh, disinformation, Russia, Russia, Russia disinformation uh, stories. And you know, it's interesting. It hasn't really been covered by a lot of the mainstream media. 
uh, with the exception of the a big outlet like Fox News, um, but and others uh, have uh, been covering it. But some of these other mainstream uh, places, they really have, have either been burying it, downplaying it, or or not covering it. It seems because I don't think they want there to be this notion out there that wait a minute, the bombshell testimony that Hillary Clinton actually uh, okayed the notion of putting this stuff out there when they they couldn't verify it. Shall we say? <laughs> it was it was a made-up thing. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also have some of the reaction as well uh, from uh, uh, from the White House on the Texas school shooting regarding the notion of gun control, regarding the notion of what the uh, what they say the president wants to do now uh, in response to that. And so we're going to cover that plus much, much more here today on the program. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, just to start things out, 24% of U.S. voters in this country, according to Rasmussen, this is from May 23rd, 24% of likely U.S. voters think the country is heading in the right direction. All right? This is, uh, by the way, it's down two points from just a week before that poll was taken uh, with the week ending uh, May 19th, 2022. So can you imagine, folks, where we're at, where we're going, the perception, the, 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 the anticipation or what people are looking forward to, they think we're going in the wrong direction. Now, of course, yes, I am worried about the 24%. I'm very worried about the 24% of the people who think we're going in the right direction. But look at the vast, overwhelming majority of people, according to the poll, that think we're going in the completely wrong direction. Now, how long is this sustainable? How long is this sustainable? In fact, we have a, uh, we're not going to do it here in the first segment, but we've got an interesting opinion piece regarding Joe Biden. The idea that Joe Biden is being cruel, he's being callous, especially because all, a lot of this stems from, at least from the economic standpoint, the fact of, that inflation is going out of control, the fact that many people are now believing we're already in a recession. We'll get the official word here sooner than later, I think, obviously at the end of the qu- next quarter. Um, but it is something that is on the minds of people everywhere. Gas prices going through the roof, getting ready for double-digit gas prices at some point, not all that far off, it would seem. All these things go together to stop people from being able to uh, have any kind of optimism about the future and uh, other prices go up. It's not just that you're paying more to put gas in your tank on a monthly or yearly basis. It's that everything else that you buy at the supermarket is now much more expensive. Other things become much more expensive, and people start to hit a breaking point. They have to start making decisions about their kitchen table budgets, which are the reality. It's not like the government budget. We'll just pass a continuing resolution and this kind of stuff and go on and on and on. It doesn't seem like it's reality because for 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 people across the highways and byways who have to look at what are what's my income and what are my expenses and how am I going to make ends meet, that's a very real thing. And so, so this uh, particular opinion piece we'll get to here in a minute um, about Joe Biden sort of being cruel, inflicting punishment, when you would think you would think that a politician, any politician would want to do everything possible to try to get their numbers up. 
And this is something I've been saying for a while. I've said it on the Captain's America as well. Why why do, don't these politicians, especially Joe Biden, want to get their numbers up and do things? Well, I think it's because they believe the end justifies the means. Remember, Joe Biden said, we're in an incredible transition. Americans don't really think that. Okay, quick break. Stay right there. Lots more You're to come. listening to Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for age and orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVET service officer or to learn more, visit amvets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. (laughs) Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great uh, introduction there. And, of course, we're going to hear a brand new Edwards Notebook here at the the bottom of the hour. And I hope that you can stay tuned for that. And I uh, actually heard Ron Edwards last night on the Captain's America Third Watch. And uh, it was great to hear Ron. So we appreciate that. And don't forget, folks, you can go to KyleWarrenShow.com for more information about the program. And we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there. And uh, we have one reason and one reason only for the fact that we keep going up and up and up. And that is you, the listener. Thank you so much for sharing the program on social media. Thank you so much for telling your friends about the program. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. And thank you so much for just being there. We really appreciate it. Without you, we don't have a program. And it's very, very much appreciated uh, entirely. And I just mentioned, of course, uh, uh, hearing Ron Edwards on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program uh, earlier this morning. He 
was on, I was on there as well. And of course, you can hear me six nights a week on the Captain's America Third Watch with uh, host Captain Matt Bruce. And all of that occurs at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. And that is uh, Monday through Saturday using the Eastern Times, uh, because for me, early Monday is late Sunday. And uh, so, of course, you can hear me six nights a week. Simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com for links to listen live to the Captain's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, right there in Tampa, Florida. We also have links there as well for the syndicator, the Genesis Communications Network. We have a link there at KyleWarrenShow.com where you can listen 24 hours a day to a loop. And of course, when the Captain's program is live, that'll come on then as well. And simply, you can use that uh, if uh, wherever you are uh, on the internet. Of course, you can listen to The Answer Tampa um, as well. And also, you can go to the Captain's America Third Watch that's the Captain's America Third Watch.com for more information. And uh, by the way, Captain Matt Bruce has asked me to tell everybody listening to this program, the Kyle Warren Show, uh, about the good people and the great people at MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. And of course, they're continuing. I think they've got some big sales and BOGOs that I believe are going away at the end of the month. So you want to act now. You want to head on over to MyPillow.com and find out all the great uh, products and savings that you can get. Now, when you get there, scroll down to the radio listeners specials page. That's the radio listener specials page. Click on that. It'll open up all the great deals. Find out what you want. By the way, Mrs. Professor, she has the slippers. She loves them. We sleep on the Giza sheets every night. They're amazing. Everybody in my family has a MyPillow. And we also have the towel sets. Everything that you get there is going to be great. And I highly recommend those things because I have them. I use them. And uh, you definitely want to check them out. You won't be sorry. MyPillow.com. Now, when you make your selections, you figure out what you want. You take advantage of those uh, great sales. Put in the promo code CAPTAIN. It's one word. Promo code CAPTAIN. Put that in, and uh, you'll be able to uh, realize the more of the deep discounts and great uh, great savings. Now, this is really cool because it helps to it helps out the captain's program, helps out my program. So, you are doing us a great service, of course, when you use promo code Captain, and we really appreciate it. Now, if you don't want to put your credit card information in on the internet, that's understandable. You can call the good people at My Pillow. Simply dial one eight hundred six four one five four five nine. That's one. 1-800-641-5459. Tell them what you want. And then, of course, all together now, promo code is CAPTAIN. Exactly right. Okay, so let's get back to the program here, folks. We have a lot more to talk about, of course, today. Um, I do want to talk about uh, some of this uh, reaction uh, that we have to the Sussman trial. Now, Jonathan Turley, whose analysis I appreciate very much, on so many different cases and and uh, and issues that come up, um, we're we're going to hear a quick soundbite from him. But with the uh, captain last night, we talked a little bit about this, and of course, Michael Sussman, he's the lawyer now. He for uh, that uh, gave all this information to the FBI. Now, originally, he was supposed to be, supposedly giving this information to the FBI because he was a good person, because he was just doing something that was he was trying to do a public service about the Russia connection and the secret server that uh, Donald Trump must have had to talk to the Russian bank and. All this stuff. But of course, we know we, we know it's it's a made up thing. And during this trial, there was the bombshell testimony from one of the uh, one of the uh, others involved 
that Hillary Clinton, it was, I believe, the campaign manager, uh, right? Hillary Clinton signed off on the dissemination, shall we say, the dissemination of this story. Now, what that allowed them to do is it allowed them to turn around and say, look at the story that we just now saw come out. Oh, my goodness. Donald Trump is in league with Russia. He could be a Putin puppet. And, uh, oh, my gosh, oh, this is so incredible. And, uh, you know, but, of course, they put it out there. They knew that it was wrong. They knew that it was made up. And Michael Sussman was supposedly talking to the to the uh, FBI without representing anyone. But then, of course, it turns out, essentially, according to the testimony and the evidence, that he was working for the Clinton campaign and build the Clinton campaign. Now, of course, they try to make, well, he does this a lot and this kind of stuff. It, it, it's what I, what I want to get to is that the evidence in this trial seems to be incredibly overwhelming of the lying to the FBI and so forth. So this is big time. Now, the jury that was selected is certainly not the ideal jury. Um, it, they've had people in there supported and given money to Hillary Clinton and so forth. They were asked, of course, uh, can you put all this aside because this doesn't involve Hillary Clinton? Well, then bombshell, it seems like it does involve Hillary Clinton. So uh, that's uh, going to be an interesting uh, dynamic to this with an overwhelming case and a jury that may come back and simply say, no, we're uh, uh, we're going to find we're not going to find this uh, this person guilty. I wonder if we could be putting it to an interesting position where the judge may set aside a verdict. Judges do that, by the way, from time to time um, when. Um, when uh, 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 the case is overwhelming and the jury comes back with some hair, harebrained verdict about something that just doesn't line up. Um, and uh, so it's, I know it's rare, but it, it does happen. In fact, I got called for jury duty. This was a few years ago, and we sat through the entire, it was a civil case, uh, but uh, we sat through the entire plaintiff's uh, uh, you know, presentation. They put on their case. And um, we got to the point where the defense was going to come on, and um, the judge said, okay, I'm stopping this trial because the plaintiff has not made a case. <laughs> it was really quite interesting, um, and uh, and that was that. There was no more. He, he just ruled summarily for the defense. And, um, and, and I kind of, I agreed with the, what the judge said, because this was all over the place. It was, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, case. And they were trying to get something, I think for nothing, they were trying to, uh, it was, so it's a long story, but at any rate, let's listen in to, uh, let's listen in to, uh, Jonathan Turley, uh, being interviewed by Brett Baer on Fox news about this. And I believe he starts off talking about how the evidence is overwhelming. Let's listen in. We followed this every day. What do you look at here? What's your assessment of it? Well, the evidence is overwhelming. I mean, the defense really didn't lay a glove on the evidence. So there's a very damning text message the day before this meeting where Sussman says uh, that I, I expressly says, I'm not here representing a client. I'm just coming forth as basically a citizen. Um, the, the Durham prosecution team made really short work of that and, and showed that he was billing for that time. And, and he, was, he was intimately involved in the, in the 
the creation and distribution of the Alpha Bank scandal, which proved to be completely groundless. But there were moments at the trial that were really quite uh, breathtaking. I mean, and you can see what Durham's up against. At one point, he asked Baker, the former FBI general counsel, uh, one, of, one of the lawyers asked, why did you wait to give us, hand over that, that incriminating text? And he just said, Sussman's a friend of mine. This is your investigation, not mine. And all of us were like, wow, because you were one of the top people of the FBI, and you're talking to the Justice Department. So, you know, for somebody sitting at home, and we've been putting out the facts and putting out the day-to-day -day developments, but piece it all together for them. Why does this matter? Well, it matters a lot. We have learned a lot. Uh, it is, there's been questions raised as to why the Mueller investigation did not uncover or reveal some of these details. What we now have is a very clear pattern in both the Steele dossier and the Alpha Bank scandal. Both of them originated with the Clinton campaign. The Clinton campaign hid the funding of the Steele dossier. It was recently fined by the FEC for doing that. Um, so they pushed these two separate parallel tracks both went to the FBI, both went to the CIA, both went to favorable people in the media, and they unleashed this torrent of media attention. Very interesting stuff. I appreciate so much what uh, Jonathan Turley's talking about. And uh, yeah, this is this is pretty, pretty important stuff. And it is going to become more and more relevant as we get even to the next election. Folks, stay right there. We have so much more to tell you about on the other side of the break. Right back after You're this. To Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. The tragic mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, could have either been avoided or a much smaller situation. But far too many Americans ignore the most obvious solutions to such madness. Hello, I'm. Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, the coffee you want in your cup. Nobody in their right mind is against stopping the murder of innocent children and unarmed teachers in school buildings. Democrat and rhino calls for more gun control will not stop such madness. During the 20th century, Palestinian terrorists, cowards, would storm into Israeli classrooms and gun down Jewish children and unarmed teachers. Various security measures were taken, including the common-sense effort to allow teachers who know how to use firearms to be fully armed in the classroom, and guess what? No more cowardly criminals murdering children in Israeli classrooms. Guns are simply a tool available for law-abiding sovereign citizens to protect themselves, and even children in classrooms. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, go to theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Let every nation know whether it wishes us well or ill, that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. 
Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. There's so much more to tell you about. Don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. For more information, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also send me a message as well. You can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Parlor, uh, on Twitter, and uh, you can send me uh, a message directly there uh, to, the, uh, to, uh, to me through the program's website. Um, I'll see it. And of course, when you do chime in, let me know where you're listening from um, and we'll give you a shout out here on the uh, here on the broadcast. Okay, so we, um, again, we are going into this Memorial Day weekend. And uh, as we go through the program today, just a little bit later, we're going to be telling you a particular story about a fallen soldier. I was able to relate um, earlier this morning on the Captain's America Third Watch, as and the captain and I, of course, talked about Memorial Day. We talked about its significance. We talked about um, its its uh, uh, its its importance to re- that we remember those who have fallen. Um, the acts of heroism and bravery, as I talked about in the first segment today, uh, are just untold. Um, there are many, many stories, um, and uh, it is just overwhelming, I think, to our hearts and to our spirits um, what these brave soldiers did. Um, it's, it's Again, it's just overwhelming. Um, okay, so let's take a look here because we, we were talking a little bit about the economy earlier. I mentioned that there was an opinion piece about Joe Biden. Now, this appeared in Fox News, and it's entitled, Biden's High Gas Prices and War on Fossil Fuels Proves President is Cold, Cruel, and Callous. (laughs) Well, I wonder, uh, only because you would think that that a president of the United States, seeing this kind of, of, well, what he called, what did he call it, incredible transition? Uh, (laughs) You know, people don't think it's an incredible transition. Um, that that the gas prices are going literally through the roof, causing them to have to restrain um, their uh, whatever they're they're trying to get done, choosing maybe having to drive to work or or not eat lunch or this kind of thing. Um, you know, it it does change their spending. They're not going to go and spend thing on things that are really luxurious. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, just going out to eat or going to the movies. Um, you can go out to eat today, and it's also incredibly expensive. Casual uh, sit-down dining. I'm not talking fancy uh, five-star restaurant. I'm talking um, your standard, you know, sort of casual dining place. When that starts to approach, you know, to take the family out to, to approach $100, People are starting to make different choices, and um, and certainly when you got to fill up your gas tank, and uh, in some cases, have you ever had this happen to you? Have you ever had the uh, um, the nozzle click off because you hit the limit <laughs> of what what they're what they allowed to pump at that that time on your card? You know, sometimes they use a hundred dollars or something; it'll click off, and that's that's significant. This starts to to psychologically inform people. 
that something is really bad happening. But it, back to this, but to this article, I should say, Americans start the summer driving season this Memorial Day weekend. They face gasoline prices that are memorable um, for all the wrong reasons. A national average gallon of regular gas at two dollars and thirty-seven cents at President Biden's Joe at President Joe Biden's inauguration. Uh, that was yeah two dollars thirty-seven cents national average. Um, back on July, pardon me, January 20th, 2021. This metric, it hit an all-time high of $4.60 on Thursday, AAA reports. That's up 94%. What if other stuff went up 100%, okay? Um, you know, if you went to, to buy literally anything else, you'd really start noticing that. And obviously, people are noticing the gas, but for some reason, we're not supposed to start freaking out about this. But we are needing to freak out about this um, only because the fact that it costs so much to truck everything to the supermarket um, or for you to drive or commute to work or to run around and do the things you need to do, suddenly that becomes almost 100% more. You know, it's going to have a, a massive effect. Uh, Biden does not feel Americans' pain, the author writes. Indeed, the sadist-in-chief gleefully inflicts this torture, saying the quiet part aloud. He, th he expects thanks for his punishment. Visiting Tokyo Monday, Biden told journalists, when it comes to get to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place, that God willing, when it's all over, we'll be stronger, and the world will be stronger and less re reliant on fossil fuels. He actually said that. Okay, so this is where it's, it's getting really, really weird. Nobody, except maybe the 24% who think the country is going in the right direction, I think it's less than that, but, but the, this, the, from the Rasmussen poll, except for the 24% that think that we're going in the right direction, uh, nobody believes that I'm so glad gas prices are higher. I'm so glad it's, it could hit $9, $10 more a gallon. Once he, once it gets to double digits, the sky literally is the limit. You could have $34 a gallon gas at some point. Could be, you know why? Because the systems can price for that at that point. So the author writes, uh, and by the way, the person who wrote this is named uh, DeRoy Murdoch. Um, and he writes, in response to President Biden's, it's an incredible transition, he says, incredible. It sounds to me like the president is saying, take your medicine. Prices are going to stay high because I'm going to get rid of fossil fuel. Senator John Brasso, Republican of Wyoming, told Fox News Channel's Neil Cavuto on Tuesday, the president is completely out of touch with the pain of the American people are suffering. And I think that's, uh, that's right. Well, okay, check that. I do think it seems like he's out of touch with the pain the American people are suffering. And the Biden cabal, the Biden cadre, whatever you want to call them, um, I think that they're not really that far out of touch with the pain. It could be, maybe more likely, that they just don't care. They just don't care what Americans are going through because they believe that by telling everybody you've, you're having this incredible transition we're going to have finally that everyone's going to have an electric car everybody's going to, it's all going to be clean energy and everything's going to be fine and the windmills are going to help you and and on and on it goes 
they think that they can dupe you into believing that the end is going to justify the means. It's all going to be better someday. And right now, and, and by the way, you're also helping to fight Putin. If you have, you know, $8 a gallon gasoline, you're fighting Putin. And it's, it's all just this stuff that they, they feed you. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous nonsense. Because we look around ourselves, we know that we don't have a grid, an electrical grid capable of charging everybody's electric car. People don't have an extra sixty to $80,000 lying around so that they can go get their electric car. And uh, I saw an article the other day, by the way, too, about the fact that how many thousands of auto mechanics stand to be put out of work because suddenly they, they won't have cars to work on, generally speaking. I mean, the idea is that there'll be, a, a, you know, you have regular cars around for a long time, but eventually become so expensive to even operate them. So, in, in other words, the, the powers that be, as it were, don't really care about the pain that you're going through. Because if they did, and if they even thought that this was harming them, the powers that be, that is, they would be trying to do anything and everything in order to try to get things better, especially for the midterms. But they're, they're pouring it on even harder. You know, it's, so it tells me that they, they really do want the end result. The end result is that Americans will be less capable, they'll be less mobile, the economy will be terrible, and the powers that be, as it were, can come in and say, well, look at this, capitalism is failing us, it's just everything's going wrong, and we're going to have to do something about this. And what do we need? We need some more authoritarianism in our lives, right? That's what we need. And we need to have the government, we're going to nationalize certain things. We're going to nationalize this distribution system. We're going to nationalize this. I mean, I'm just speculating, but it's the tools that they look at that they believe that they can use in order to exert more control over your daily lives. Because the last thing they want is what we've seen for the vast majority of this country's history, and that is the ability of people to be self-starters the ability of people to be self-sufficient, the ability of people to uh, to come up with a great idea and run with it and make other people's lives better in the process of doing that. They want something a little bit different. Okay, folks, quick break. When we come back, so much more to tell you about. Plus a special Memorial Day tribute. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, 
log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's plug-in to e-cycling partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug-in. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last week. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Kyle Warren Show. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition of the program. Glad to be with you and um, hope that you do have some good plans uh, as we head into this uh, Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, here in Southern California, um, the weather's been kind of gray, I think, is the way to talk about it. I guess they call it June gloom, but it's not even June yet, and we've got we've got June gloom. Uh, but uh, of course, in other parts of the nation, they've got uh, some uh, uh, some uh, some bad weather and and so forth. We've been uh, tracking, of course, um, you know, some of the of the rain and the uh, storms uh, coming up up in the Pacific Northwest. It uh, looks like um, uh, Seattle and Portland are going to have a wet. Memorial Day weekend, but wherever you are, hope that you have uh, an opportunity to have uh, some uh, uh, some uh, interaction with friends, and as you get a day off from work, a lot of most people get a day off from work. Not everybody. We have to remember that not everybody gets a Memorial Day off. Uh, but obviously, um, it is known as the unofficial kickoff of summer. Um, and in fact, uh, many years ago, this was originally known as Decoration Day, um, and this started up after the Civil War, um, as um, you know, people would go and decorate the memorials or graves of the of the fallen soldiers in the uh, Civil War. It, it finally became an official federal holiday in 1971. And uh, ever since then, of course, it's the uh, it's always uh, obviously it's always, I believe, been the last Monday of May. And so all those men and women who died in the line of duty um, and uh, gave their lives for our country. What can you say? What words 
could we possibly use uh, that uh, that really express our feelings and our gratitude? And uh, of course, Veterans Day that's different in the in the sense uh, because now you can walk up to a vet and you can say thank you for your service. You can shake their hand and tell them that uh, you appreciate uh, what they did. Uh, for uh, for their country. I had an occasion the other day. I was out and about, and uh, um, some uh, folks that we knew we saw, and they they had someone visiting uh, with them as their father, and uh, he was a, a combat Vietnam veteran. So I uh, he had a, a cap on and all that. So I struck up a conversation with him about it. He told me a few things about his time uh, in country, and uh, it was just very interesting to uh, to talk with him about it and uh, and to hear some of the stories and. Uh, and also just to say thank you, and that's that's so very, very important. But on Memorial Day, we remember, and of course we say thank you to those who gave their lives, uh, who did not come home. And earlier this morning on the Captain's America Third Watch, with uh, Captain Matt Bruce, of course, um, we were talking about uh, some of these stories of heroism. And I found this particular one in some of my research uh, for uh, yesterday's program. And this had to do with the Congressional Medal of Honor winner. He was awarded it posthumously, of course, because he did fall in the line of duty on June 28, 2005. He was a lieutenant in the United States Navy, and his name was Michael P. Murphy. His, his citation for the Congressional Medal of Honor reads in part, for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty and as a leader of a special reconnaissance element with the Naval Special Warfare Task Unit Afghanistan on 27 and 28 June 2005. While leading a mission to locate a high-level anti-coalition militia leader, Lieutenant Murphy demonstrated extraordinary heroism in the face of grave danger in the vicinity of Asadabad, Konar Province, Afghanistan. On 28 June 2005, operating in, operating in an extremely rugged enemy-controlled area, Lieutenant Murphy's team was discovered by anti-coalition militia sympathizers who, re, who revealed their position to Taliban fighters. As a result, between 30 and 40 enemy fighters besieged his four-member team, Demonstrating exceptional resolve, Lieutenant Murphy valiantly led his men in engaging the large enemy force. The ensuing fierce firefight resulted in numerous enemy casualties, as well as the wounding of all or four members of the team. Ignoring his own wounds and demonstrating exceptional, exceptional composure, Lieutenant Murphy continued to lead and encourage his men. When the primary communicator fell mortally wounded, Lieutenant Murphy repeatedly attempted to call for his assistance for his beleaguered teammates. Realizing the impossibility of communicating in the extreme terrain and in the face of almost certain death, he fought his way into open ter terrain to gain a better position to transmit a call. This deliberate heroic act deprived him of cover, exposing him to direct enemy fire. Finally, achieving contact with his headquarters, Lieutenant Murphy maintained his exposed position while he provided his location and requested immediate support for his team. In his final act of bravery, he continued to engage the enemy until he was mortally wounded, gallantly giving his life for his country and for the cause of freedom. By his selfless leadership, courageous actions, and extraordinary devotion to duty, Lieutenant Murphy reflected great credit upon himself and upheld the highest traditions 
of the United States Naval Service. So, folks, this is something that, and there are many stories, so many that we could uh, we could spend an entire year reading through these acts of heroism, obviously, and more than that. But I found this this one, and it really did move me, um, because thinking about what a soldier does in the midst of this kind of 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 situation. Um, you can't be beset by 30 to 40 fighters and there's four of you. Um, they held their own obviously and did so much, but they needed backup. They needed assistance. And Lieutenant Murphy went into, uh, into an area where he was completely vulnerable and to make that call. I just can't wrap my head around that kind of courage and bravery. We know it exists. We've seen it on display. And um, so on this Memorial Day, we just, we remember soldiers like Lieutenant, U.S. Navy Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy, who died on 28 June 2005 uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, what what words can you say? What words can you say? So, um Again, we talked about this with the captain last night, um, and the captain, of course, can tell you stories, direct stories of things that he would have personally witnessed in combat, um, and um, it just, uh, it's just really, really overwhelming. It, it truly, truly is. Um, okay, in the, in the final moments here of the program today, um, we understand, of course, that the, uh, the shooting in texas of course is bringing to the fore again the notion of of gun control of of going after uh the nra for example um i think i think some of the people like beto o'rourke when he intervened in the uh governor abbott's uh press conference basically um and came in and made a spectacle um and pulled a stunt to this is all your fault and you didn't do with this and those on and on it went and that I think was uh, completely planned. It was something that they said, well, this is going to, it's obviously a stunt, but we'll get a lot of uh, credibility from this. I don't think he got any credibility from it. I think it actually made him look worse. And because people, especially at a time when you have this kind of a, of a terrible tragedy, people don't want stunts and theatrics. People want actual leadership. Beto O'Rourke could have had his own press conference. He could have even said the same things he said, more or less. And, it, and, and, and I think it would have been more successful for him. Um, but to go in and disrupt the, the, uh, the, the conference that was, the media was there, they're trying to give out information. Um, this was something that, you know, I think people would look at and say, if we make this guy governor, we are completely and totally, uh, you know, this isn't going to work. Uh, you know, we can't have this kind of, we can't have this kind of governor. I don't think he's going to win. Uh, I, I don't, th- I think it's a super long shot that he would win. Um, but they will try to use this tragedy uh, to buttress their own political ideology. And um, the issue, of course, I think there's broad agreement. The issue is, is that we have to protect the children. And, and of course, what they're looking at too now is whether or not um, they spent a long time waiting and what kind of information they had and, and could more lives have been saved. All those questions are out there. I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get answers to them. 
Um, but hardening the schools, protecting the children, that should be our top priority um, right now. And that's that's right. Uh, what I have to say, folks. Thanks for listening to the program today. I appreciate it. I hope that you have a great Memorial Day weekend. We will see you right back here next time, and of course on the radio early Monday morning. Until then, everybody out there around the globe, you're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there. <laughs>